Excellent. Good morning, Lindsay. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm very well. Thank you for asking yourself. Man, fantastic. I mean, I live in a forest. The forest is lit up with uh, fall time colors. Man, this is a great place to be. That's uh, beautiful <laughs> this time of year. I can't imagine what you went through to put this book together because I'm a daily writer. I've been doing it for nearly 30 years. And I there are so many areas of when I have fallen that I don't want to go back and revisit. But yet in this book, Unforgiving, oh my God, Lindsay, how did, how did you make it through that, that reliving of the storm? I mean, that was definitely very challenging. I had to mentally prepare myself. I knew that those moments were coming in the book. And if it wasn't the, the right day to visit, if I was just dealing with too much or still uh, competing, I'd be like, you know what, Let, let's try to move this to the next day or something like that, because I needed it to be, uh, I needed to, my story to come through. I needed to be able to get my message through and I needed to also give myself that honor and to look inward to be like, okay, I'm ready for this. Cause that was still hard it was still a part of the growth every time and it was actually the first time that i watched my race start to finish uh ever since i had actually lived the moment so it was not an easy thing to do um but i'm happy that i'm now past that step and i'm even getting more and more comfortable with working through those challenging uh, steps in my life. So was it like an out-of-body experience? Because, I mean, when you go back there and you rewatch that film, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I mean you're, you, you, you can't watch it like a normal person because you're, I'm sure you're studying every inch of your body, where your head was, where your feet were, everything that was taking place. I mean, yes. And you were trying to reach for a d different level of understanding. Yeah. And uh, when I was working with my therapist, you know, she was looking at tape because she knew that it wasn't maybe the right time for me to face that in a visual component. We'd be talking about it a lot and working through um, those feelings and emotions. Um, but obviously when we had to get it for the book it needed to be addressed head on so um it was uh it was a challenging time but it was something that i needed to have a a perfect recount of what actually happened and what i had to do to essentially move on and get my double gold in beijing and the growth i had to work on and even essentially recognize that i needed to get myself to that next step in my life. And the mind doesn't play fair either because, and, and the reason why I bring that up is because I was, I was up for a gold medal in Taekwondo. And the thing is, is that because I dropped my hands, my face felt like it was ripped completely off my body. And, and, and to this day, I still relive that moment. So I, does it, do you relive it as well? For a long time, the media never not live, let me live that moment and every olympic cycle they would bring it around and that was the that was the main reason why i chose the title for my book unforgiving because the media had been really cruel yeah. to me and they had been unforgiving to me and then that essentially made me be very unforgiving towards myself so that definitely hindered my growth and my own personal development as an individual and essentially as an athlete and not until realizing that there was this little piece missing for the whole puzzle to be this complete person. I had been this athlete performing on this high level stage and held to a different standard than an average individual and then making mistake 
of that magnitude was just colossal in the eyes of the media. And they never let me take that out of my narrative or even give me a narrative. They were so quick to assign what I had done, had done in that moment when I fully couldn't understand what I'd done at 20 years old. Mm. So I wanted my book to be inspirational and to give hope to help people work through those challenging moments and that it's okay to sometimes not be okay and to understand all right then we have this moment we have something that we can work from and grow from and that at the end of the day it doesn't make that moment any easier to live with but it helps you move on and start to help complete you as your own person and not not allowing that one moment to define who you are so how does it feel that that your one day your living hell is is empowering us because i mean it's almost like you said i live this i don't want you to pick yourself up and start making your way through your own personal storms i mean I have to be that raw and exposed to be truthful and to actually help to, to share and to really connect with people. People really then have to understand that you went through something of that magnitude so it can help pave the way. And if, if my book helps anyone, even just one person that, that is a win. If I, if I have an athlete come up to me, say that they were struggling with something and your story or just your whole journey inspired me to keep going, that is also a win. And I just, I didn't like how the media had made me feel over those years. And when I finally won and I finally looked back on what I had to do to grow and how I changed my own mental approach going into Beijing, I, I want to give that cheat code mm-hmm. to another person so they don't have to feel how I feel or even take as long. It took me a long time. It took me 16 years. So if I can give them that little pep talk, pep talk earlier in in their life, then it's it's worth it to me. And you know what? It's happening in all sports. I mean, it's, it's I mean, just from from NBA players to the NFL to even even when it comes to women's gymnastics. I mean, they, 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 they're getting injured or they've got anxiety that is so high that it's destroying what they've been trained to accomplish. It is really challenging to be competing at that level and to be doing it back to back. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on you to perform. You have sponsors that are um that are supporting you and you don't want to let them down you're not wanting to let your family and friends down and then you bring the olympics into it it's an entire country and the fact that i was labeled as someone who was shaming my country at 20 years old when it it was just a mistake and you're like how do you shake that narrative and then i have random people strangers coming up to me on the street that recognize me that ask me you know why'd you do that and like why did you shame that i you're so that's so shameful i wouldn't do something like that i'm like okay well you tell me how you'd act in your olympic moment and we'll we'll circle back (laughs) or the or the just the random hate mail that would show up at my house that my mother would have to screen to make sure if i'm signing fan mail or if i'm going just through my mail in general i'm not opening up something that was so hurtful and toxic for me to read so you know that there there was a lot a lot of people that helped me grow from these moments. And when I actually could understand 
you know, what I was trying to accomplish and that I was even needing to ask for help was when I started making strides to that inner growth and being able to reflect back on how how my path got me to this moment and ultimately back to Beijing in 2022. The people you surrounded yourself with, my God, I mean, they didn't sit around, you know, feeling sorry for you. They, they embraced you. They helped you. They gave you the steps. They gave you the, you know, the, the new ways to have an outlook on life. And I, I just think that is so incredible that you surrounded yourself with these winning attitudes. And I mean, especially with my family, my, my family never allowed me to feel sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. And that dates back to when I was a young athlete in T-ball, like you lose, you line up at the plate and you're shaking the other teammates hand. Like you learn that from a very young age. And that was what I was trying to embody when I was going through that challenging moment. However, being that young, I was, you know, I was kind of pushing back some of those emotions that were not helping me grow, but it it was all kind of part of my process and I had to come to it when I was ready. And when I had those times that I was physically injured from sport and I couldn't be competing, that's when I'd actually have to repattern my mental thinking and see that, oh, I still had some work to do. You've never seen yourself as I used to be. You know, I used to be this. I used to be this. But you've always had that determination, that loyalty, you know, that that agility that just pushes through everything that seems to be blocking you. And that I feel like that was just always a part of my makeup as a little kid. And it was just always my character. And my my mom always told me she was like, I felt you were going to either be in the olympics or the circus i have no idea what sport we'd be putting you in but like that's the stage that i see you on because i mean she still she still blames me for all the gray hairs in her head Mm. she's like it's because you're always doing something crazy i'm always having to track you down and making sure you're okay (laughs) the book we're talking about is unforgiving did you pull from personal journals to do this or did you rely on the memories of you walking through the through the system it was mainly memories but i would then uh, collaborate with my family and talk it through to make sure i was getting time periods uh correct and uh, accurately, you know, laying out my entire life. I had to do a very big timeline, making sure that I got, you know, all the injuries cataloged and, and where these pivotal moments that all of a sudden really would be changing, uh, trajectories on where my life was heading. So did muscle memory play into this with you getting back up on your feet again and going uh, to Beijing? And the reason why I bring that up is because I was reading yesterday that muscle memory, you don't ever lose the cells in your muscles. They're ready to go whenever you call upon them again. And I'm I'm anxious to find out if if that's what you did. Well, it's funny you say that because in the last race, in the team race, I actually did grab my board. However, I did it on the very last jump and not the second to last jump. So again, you know, remembering what my body likes to do and having fun. And it was showing again that I was loving the sport as much as I was loving it back in 2006 and taking out the Olympics whole, that whole picture. I still love snowboarding to its core with or without that uh, Olympic presence. So, I mean, muscle memory, that is a thing. You, You know, you train, athletes train 
over and over and over again. So it becomes just a standard movement and it can help you uh, be changing that like 0.1% and to have that adaptation to get your feet under you as fast as possible. So it is a pretty incredible thing when you can train yourself at that level and you're still always looking for improvement. So my, my personal growth went beyond just muscle memory. It had to do with my own, you know, mental health and strength that was the little missing component as I went into my 2022 uh, Olympic experience. You saying that, are there corporations that are reaching out to you to speak to their teams? Because I mean, I mean, if they're not, they need to, they need to somehow figure out a way to get a hold of you because you, you've got driving you that's beyond the mountain and, and to inspire these teams that really need to work together. As of right now, I, I do some appearances here and there, and I have done some mentoring in the past. So it is an opportunity I can see myself going into because uh, I do. I like the the concept of coaching. Yes. This could be an avenue I could go into and I could be helping people wherever I am in the world by jumping on a Zoom call <laughs> and being able to connect with somebody. And I mean, if I could help any athlete or any individual and give that inspiration and hope to be the best version of themselves, I certainly hope I can do that. I love it. Please come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you, Lindsay. Thank you. You be brilliant today, okay? All right. You as well. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. See you later.